Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Manger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be some. My guest today wrote the book on branding. David Breyer is an authority on making sure your brand is unmistakable and impossible to be ignored. We get into what a brand really is and what it means. David talks about the importance of crafting a brand story before you start marketing and gives us his thoughts on what a logo should mean for an organization. Plus, what companies are doing wrong. You're gonna love this day. What's up, peeps? I hope you're ready for this episode of Five Questions with Frank. My guest today was called Brilliant with Branding by the legendary Damon John. Grant Cardone said he's a branding genius. Everyone tuning in, please buckle up for this ride with David Breyer. David wrote The Branding Bible, an Amazon bestseller, Brand Intervention, 33 Steps to Transform the Brand You Have into the Brand You Need. And he's a chief gravity defier at DBD International, where he's worked with firms like Revlon, Estee Lauder, Jim Henson, Jim Henson Associates, Rolling Stone, and the New York Times Magazine. David, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Absolutely. Glad, to, glad that we could make it, my man. All right. So I've uh, been uh, connected with you for a while on LinkedIn. Uh, you put out, I, I don't know how you do it, man, because people say, Frank, how do you put out so much content on LinkedIn? I mean, you're doing double, triple what I'm doing. So kudos to you there for having such a an amazing presence um, on LinkedIn. And, and you put out such such amazing stuff. I mean, you under, obviously understand branding very well. And I'm excited to learn more and share more about that today. But um, before we get going into the, the Q&A piece of it, I'd love for you to give a little context to the audience about, you know, who David is and what makes you tick. Cool. Well, let's see. For those, I'll kind of start for those that may not know, may not have heard of me. So the basic thing is native New Yorker. Now I work and live in the Midwest. And, um, and most people go, what the hell? Why, did, why that? And I tell them the witness protection program to tell you more, I'd have to kill you. But the basic thing is this, is that um, what I do is, and I've been doing for this year, been doing it for 40 years, dude, okay, 40 years. So the thing is, is that I take companies, I take companies, whether they're new companies or existing companies, been in a while, and as well as in services, products, I've branded cities, it doesn't matter. You know, some people think, well, a brand is a thing, you know, like on a shelf. No, that's a very incomplete concept. Bottom line is, is Frank, you have a brand? I have a brand. A brand is what we, you and I come to know as a thing as distinct, as distinct and differentiated from the other things in the same category, right? So I basically give the voice and the, the, the language, the look and the feel so that my companies, my clients are unmistakable and actually, you know, that they absolutely grow, get the traction and are impossible to ignore. 
So I can't wait to dig in some of this stuff because I've you know seen a lot of your content. You've, uh, as I mentioned, you, you wrote this book here, um, which has so many great tidbits in there, and you share a lot of great content um, that that I've been able to consume too. So really, really looking forward to dive into the Q and A. And and the first question I'd, I'd love to ask is. You, know, you just said 40 years. It seems like forever. Um, so you've seen so much because if you look at that timeline there and your experience, I mean, you do bring such a ton, so much value to what you've seen and seen how brands adapt. So, so, uh, you know, how did you get to, to where you are today? You said you started out in New York and now you're, you're out in the Midwest. How, how did you, what, tell us a little bit about that journey and how you get, how you got to be this branding expert that you are today. Well, I was always very, um, Growing up in New York, I was always very, very interested in anything that really managed to kind of grab you by the collar and say, I'm here, you know, if it was a movie, it was a piece of music, if it was art, if it was someone performing in the streets in Washington Square Park, or wherever. And so that was just something that I was always attracted to. Um, I didn't know as I was in college, was I going to be an, I mean, I was an art major, but was I going to be an illustrator, fine artist, or was I going to be a designer? I chose a very conscious decision. I'd seen something and it shifted my whole understanding of the craft of design and message and impact. And I was like, wow, there were so many layers to what I, this particular magazine that's no longer in existence, but it was just riveting to me. So I made a conscious decision. It's going to be a designer because I wanted to control the whole, uh, the outcome of the message, right? I didn't want it to just be, oh, I'll do a piece and then hand it off to an art director or a brand or something like that. And then just sort of hope for the best. So I wanted to kind of have a more um, ownership of the actual, what happened there. And that's basically how it, how it started. So I started out as a logo designer. This is well before computers. So today people, people who have only grown up on computers, they hear, you know, designer or designing logos and stuff like that. They probably think of some of these online services, which I have a very low opinion of because they don't do their proper homework. You can't, design isn't lipstick, okay? Design isn't, does this color look good on me, right? Does I, you know, and branding is much more than that. Branding isn't just, hey, does this make me look pretty, you know? Or does this, how does this work with my hair? You know, it's just, it's not just a cosmetic. It's like, as you know, as all of us know, we get into brands. We find out about brands. What do they stand for? What are their values? What are the stories that they tell us? What are the journeys they take us on? Um, that's the stuff that connects. And so that's the, that's the foundation. And on top of that, the other stuff amplifies and grows and gives more dimension to the brand. So that's basically how I started. I started as a designer, and then it started just to organically expand from there. So you've seen a lot um, and you've been exposed you know, to not only you know, very large brands that you've worked with and, and smaller brands and, and, and seen you know, some impact that you've done there and some changes. Uh, and, and you work with, with so many different people, not only from you know, corporate America, but you know, some smaller businesses who are trying to figure this out and trying to stand out in, in a very crowded space. What's a, a piece of advice that you would give to, to those tuning in who are you know, maybe stuck, um, uh, either they're trying to establish their brand or they're looking and maybe into the rebrand, um, uh, because they know that they need to do something different. What would you give for advice? Well, the first thing is, is, um, you don't want to be, you don't want to be too short term in your thinking. You don't want to go, Oh, so-and-so's 
they're getting more followers. They're getting more likes. They're get, you don't want to go, go on these little metrics where you go, oh, what do we need to do to sort of outperform them? And we'll do a crazy little video that just kind of, you know, so you don't want, you don't want to get like metric happy where it's just like, so like these little, oh, they did that. So we're going to do this, but that's totally reactionary. You need to have a broader ownership and a, and a better foundation. What do you really stand for? What's your role in the world? If you truly are actually providing a better service, a better product, um, offering a better destination, whether it be a city or a restaurant or whatever the hell it is, or even yourself as a person, if you're truly offering something of value, why the hell are you going to give it the short, the, the, the short end of the stick where you're not going to work out how to differentiate yourself in the marketplace? Because if you sound like everyone else, you know what? You will be perceived as everyone else. Branding is, and marketing are not a telepathic exercise. People aren't going to just go, oh, wow, I know Frank does good. Therefore, I will be attracted to Frank and I will learn more about him. It doesn't, you know, it's not like some freaking psychic little Hollywood, you know, sort of amazing movie or just magical things happen and charms are cast. No, you go through actions, you do things. So you have to be aware. Who are the other players in your space? What are they saying and doing? And are you saying and doing similar things? Even though you may actually be doing something very different and possibly even superior to them, if you sound like them, you'll be perceived as them. And one thing I tell people is you can't, you can't introduce the new by using the language of the old. So you've been, uh, again, I, I want to, I, I hate to keep saying this because I feel like it's the experiences that I really want to drill into the audience to 40 years. I mean, it's a lot. Um, and I can't even imagine, you know, again, what you've seen, but doing this for 40 years, um, I, I feel like when, when, you know, people nowadays, now we're in this instant gratification society, we try stuff, it doesn't work. We're like, nah, I'm gonna try something different. I'm gonna try something different. They, they, they're at a job for six months, they, they move or they, they try to start a business and, and they, they, they don't put the effort in and they quit. And it's like, you know, even their brand, you know, I'm trying to become a, an influencer on social media and I don't get enough likes. Well, I'll buy them. You know, that's all this craziness. So 40 years, you've, this is, it's amazing that you've been dedicated and, and so passionate about doing it. I mean, I see your content. I see the stuff you put out on your YouTube channel and you do have a lot of fire behind you. So what is it that really the fuel that keeps you going and that's helped you persevere and, and withstand everything? Cause I know there's probably been a lot of ups and downs over that time. You know, what's the fuel that keeps you going? Restless curiosity. You know, and I remember, I remember hearing this from the Beatles at, at, at one point, and I'm a big fan of the Beatles. I always, I think that they're just so, so they were so brilliant. Their output was amazing. Uh, the synergy was incredible. And one of the things was, well, and someone asked them, what, what, what about you guys? Like, we were always curious. Like it's the what, to me, it's the what if factor. To me, it's the why not factor. It's like, why are we doing it this way? If I, I, I just have a built-in kind of detector that kind of goes off, like if, if I hear something and I'm like, I've heard that five, 10, 50, 100, 1,000 times before, you saying it doesn't make it relevant. It won't all of a sudden magically because it's coming out of your lips. That's, that's to me what, what I call, that's what I call people being like drunk with, on their own Kool-Aid. They're so in, they're so so myopic in what what they look at in the world. They've lost perspective. You know, there's our world, 
right? So, so if, if you and I, Frank, are looking at the world and we're looking at a brand and we go, okay, there's David looking at, there's David's view and what he thinks of. There's Frank's view and what he thinks of. And there's the outer world. They're the, they're the Frank wannabes. They're the, those that you aspire to be like. They're the David wannabes and what I aspire to be like. And it's looking outward. So it's kind of like the microcosm here and the macrocosm and going, okay, what's out there? What is all the noise? Because if everybody's saying best, greatest, most knowledgeable, most influential, most this, most that, most that, you're never going to win on, the, on the, what I call like the race to the top, which is out-featuring everyone else, out-promising everyone else. That's, that's the only other lousy competition is the race to the bottom, which is, oh, they're doing it at this price, we'll undercut them. Those are two races that I would say, ignore. Stay true to who you are, but identify who you are in a way that's going to be meaningful to others. It's not the notion of follow your passion and all become great. It's a great concept and there is a, an inherent truth to it, but you need to take ownership where you go, okay, other people are going to hear of me who before they've heard of me or my brand or my product, they've heard of this other product and this other product and this other product. How do I come and disrupt? How do I arrive and disrupt? Why me? Really answer the question, why me? Why my brand? Really answer it. And the first answers that you will come up with will be dismal. They will suck. <clears throat> you will hate yourself. You will. They're the, they're, it's like, well, why me? Well, because we're the best. Why, why, why me? Well, because we've been in this for X amount of years. Why us? Because we're family owned. Why us? Because we're made in the USA. Why, all the same crap and BS noise that everyone else is saying. You saying it will make zero difference. You need to come out with something different. You need to, that's not only in words, but in look, in feel, <clears throat> so you're unmistakable. So I want to, I want to really, because one of the things in mean, this book here, and I'm, I'm sure this was very intentional. And those, again, if you don't have this book, go out and grab it. Um, uh, so you, you, this book is written a, a anyone who who's watching can see the font is pretty big. I don't know, 30 something point font. Yep. Um, so, which is intentional. I'm sure there's some actually pictures in there for those who enjoy pictures as well, but uh, I think a couple things. One, one of the things that I love that you talk about in here is that brands um, they do things because that's the way they've always done it. It's like ah, oh, we've always done it this way. And you talk about a lot of really point intentional uh, pieces in here that are not only I, I think okay, let's implement this, let's think about this, kind of a, okay, it makes sense. And and you can reread this book because it's it's a, it's a it's a, a easier read. So what? I mean, putting this book together, I like to just, you know, sidebar away because you just touched on some great things. So thinking about the book and the reason you wrote the book, um, I mean, what are, so brands, what, what are they doing wrong? Where, where can, where can they start to, to really, you know, what, what can you fix? If you say, Hey, listen, this is a piece of advice I would give to anyone tuning in who has a brand. Here's what you need to do. Totally. Totally. So the basic thing is, is that most companies go into marketing before they've actually worked out their brand story. I'm going to say that again. I cannot overemphasize. Let's just start marketing. Let's just start selling. And they never work out their brand story. One thing that I tell client that I tell companies is I say, look, if you do not work out your brand story in terms of, and, and that, that brand story is not only what you stand for and your values and what, and your relevance and how you fit in the scheme of life, the big scope of things, as well as how you look. I mean, every, it's all bits and pieces. 
all together. If you don't actually work that out firsthand, when you jump on the bandwagon of social media, all of a sudden, you will now have amplified and multiplied the number of people and the speed with which you tell the world we're morons and we, have, we are clueless as to why the hell we matter. But we're quick on the draw, and so we're going like to be premature. You know, it's kind of, and so that's the thing. There's a sequence. Work out your role first. Work out your relevance first. Work out what you look like and what you, what you impact. I mean, I have, a, I, have a, I have a company that I just branded a few months ago, and within, and within like two and a half months, they closed, they closed a, a, a six-figure deal because of they looked the part, and they didn't sound like all the others in their space. It's like they actually walked in. You know, it's kind of like, what's the confidence level? You know, we, we all know about buyer's remorse in terms of selling. It's like, are you going to do something that's going to undermine your credibility? Right? Why, why do that? Why open the door to that? So that's just a matter of accountability and ownership. So don't be so hasty to so be getting on social media and marketing before you've done your first job first, which is why do you matter in the world? Why should I, as a potential customer, care? And trust me, like I said before, I'll repeat it because it will be overlooked and it will be ignored. Your first answers will repulse you. If they, if they don't repulse you, then you're numb. Your first answers will be, will be crap. They'll be shit. They will be utter uh, shit, utter crap. They will. They always just are. It's kind of like you say, well, why are we? Well, we're nice and we're caring and we have, you know, and we really take the time to do this and we do that and we take the extra, go the extra mile and blah, 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 like a shirt, blah, 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 just crap, right? Blech. And it always happens. And that's fine. The problem would be you stopping. You don't stop there. You go, okay, shit, I'm on the right path, right? Blah, 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 shit. Blah, 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 shit. Blah, 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 crap. Good. You're on the path. Go to the side. Keep on going. Don't stop. Keep on going and go, okay, what are we really? Why do we matter? Why do we matter? What can we do differently? If we were doing this today, great question right now. If we were to start this today for a company that's been in business for 20 years, 40 years, 50 years, 100 years, or even if you're like been a startup and you've been like in your sort of perfecting mode for the last six months or a year and a half, it's like, good. If we were starting today, now, what would we have to say, do, and, and emote and convey to actually be dynamically relevant and disrupt things as they are? That's a powerful question. Um, so with, yeah, in thinking about that and saying, you know, people before they establish, you know, their, their brand story and they're going to go to market and all this stuff. We see a lot of today, if you go on Google and you did like your know, logo search, you got like Fiverr and all these companies. Two, shoot me now. Just shoot me now. $199. I'll give you a logo. So, and I, cause I, I asked you this cause I've seen you. I know you did uh, the 19 questions every rebrand should ask or you know, yep. free to a rebrand. And I, I know that one of the logos you picked apart was Pepsi. I saw an article you did that uh, Sears's logo. So, you know, me, until I saw the story that you wrote on the Sears logo, like I was like, okay, I remember, you know, I'm 42 years old. So I remember some of the Sears you know, logos and stuff and seeing them. But you, like, and I look at them, I, 
first of all, you look at logos probably and tear them apart. I look at a logo, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, you know, like it doesn't, it's not speaking to me. Most logos are not telling me anything when I see them. But when I looked at Sears in particular, when I read your story and you show it, I'm like, Oh, he's right. Like, look at this. This is funny. It's the hut, you know, the Airbnb more for whatever. And I'm like laughing because I'm like, now that you say that, it makes sense. So how, so, and that's a big company, you know, Pepsi, big companies, Gap and all these brands that their logos everywhere. And you want, you know, the recognition, the Nike swoosh. So a smaller company who's starting out and saying, Hey, you know, like we want a great brand. We want to be known. We want to have the story. We want to stand out. We want to rise above the noise. How important is it to say, how much, how important is the logo to a, to a brand? We'll put it this way. You're, the logo is kind of like, that's your, that's your soldier on the front lines. Okay. Do you want it to just blend in? Do you want it to just be easily shot and like put out of it, put out of service? I mean, that's the thing. The job. All right. You, you've read the book. So, you know, the definition that I go over in the book, which never, no one had really isolated before of the 10,000 books. Somehow they ignored a definition that everybody could agree on. The art of differentiation, four words, the art of differentiation. So if I'm designing a logo, I mean, of course, there's aesthetics and there's craft and there's, and there's various components and there's color and all these various things, but it all comes under the, under the banner of, is it successfully differentiating my client's company from all the other competition in the space? And the thing is, is, okay, you're going to go, well, wait a second, you know, things change and other companies are going to come and this is true. But let's, let's take a look at, you go uh, Apple, right? Apple has always had the Apple. You know, at first it was, it was the stripes with color and then it got simplified and more classy and, and, you know, and just like, but they stayed true to it. Coca-Cola has also done a great job of retaining an integrity. And that logo is like, I don't know, I think about 120 some years old, but it looks fresh and relevant today because they, they're managing it well. So part of it is a management issue. I mean, Sears is a joke. I mean, first of all, I mean, even their new slogan, what is it like making moments matter? <laughs> what does that mean? What, is, what, do you, what does that mean to me as a shopper? I have no freaking clue what that even means. What honestly does that mean? Do you have a clue? I don't. So it's like, so you have a meaningless brand in terms of look, what's your relevance? I mean, like, I'll give you a great example. Like, you know, Duluth Trading? Now, I think they're an incredibly well-managed brand. Their look is unmistakable. And then you have their ads, which are like these hysterical 15-second ads with the, 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 the illustrations animated. And that guy who has that voice who goes, well, if your underwear feels like this, our underwear will feel like a hug or whatever the hell they say, right? And so the thing is, but the voice, the pacing, they're short, unmistakable. I don't care how many other companies are gonna come into that space but they didn't make the mistake of trying to be like some other leader and trying to be really hip and appealing to the young girls who are going to spend some money. I mean, so they didn't go down that stupid road. So it's just a matter of find, find your truth, find your differentiation, and then really own it, own it. And if you own it properly, you'll actually have the room to pivot. You'll actually have the room to pivot without diluting and being untrue to your brand. 
It's great advice, and, and we're you're giving away some some good tidbits, and I really appreciate that because I know the audience is really and the brand the brand is so important now. You hear so much. I, I feel like you know you got that. There's a lot of noise about there about who should have a brand, why you should have a brand, how the brand should stick out, and there's a lot of people who are giving advice about brands, and and you are definitely someone I truly respect. So um, love love the advice you're giving here. Absolutely. And, um, so, so you, you see where we're at today. So I, actually it's funny. I just talked about how crowded I feel like everyone was, you know, your, your brand, I'm a branding expert. I can help you do this. I can help you do that. And so where, and, and someone like you, Hey, uh, you know, again, you've been doing this a while. I mean, that's, that means a lot. You know, I, I think that that's, you've seen a lot, you know, strategies, you know, what, like if I look at you and what you do and I say, listen, David's work for all these, all these companies, you've tried different stuff. Like you said, it's not short term. So companies that try things and don't work. Okay. How do we adjust? We tried this. It didn't pop or whatever it is. So you have the ability and the knowledge to say, listen, I've worked with hundreds of brands. This is what, this is things I, I know that don't work. Don't even think about trying this. These are things that, you know, could work if you try it depending on the industry or whatever. And then here's things that, you know, are like tried and true methods where you're like, I think if we do this, we'll have some success there based on this. So the A, you bring so much value there because of your experience and because you have this wide scope of folks that you've worked with. Um, so, so where are we going? Where, I mean, brands heavy today, you know, where, five years from now, what do you see? What, what are some predictions that you can throw our way? Well, here's one prediction because I, cause I would hate to have people think, oh, branding is the trend that they need to like jump on that bandwagon. As long as there are people, branding is relevant because the art of differentiation, it's not like just differentiating it in a sea of, on a shelf, it's differentiating it to whom? The consumer, the client. So as long as there are people there will be the need for branding. That's just one thing. You, it cannot be overemphasized. So, and that's now there are going to be changes and trends. There's going to be different stuff. Maybe there's going to be like, okay, one thing now, which was not a consideration when I started in this industry was when I started my career. Okay. There were no computers. Okay. No computers, no, no email, no internet. Right. Okay. So there wasn't all that crap like the first, about the first 10, 11, the first 12 years into it. And all of a sudden this thing comes along. What the hell is this shit? Right? Because we spent all these years perfecting my craft and my this and that the other. So, so the thing is, is that, but now today, I only mentioned that because of this, that, okay, now today, a key consideration is how's it, how does it need to look here? Because obviously this is a, a device that many of us will first come into brand contact with the brands, right? Boom, they'll be there. So the thing is, is, you know, there may be new technologies that, that are going to be, maybe there may be, I don't know, whatever. So, I mean, so that's just going to expand the opportunities. It's not going to change the fundamentals. That's the thing. It will open the opportunities, will not change the fundamentals. You always will still need to brand. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, well, when does, is it, it would be similar to asking, when does listening go out of style when you, if you're talking to like a, like a, a new salesperson? Well, when, does li when, can, when can I get the, the, per the prospect to shut up so that I can talk? Never. You need to have listening skills. Period. Today, in five years, in 10 years, in 100 years, in 500 years, we will still need to have listening skills. That's part and parcel to selling. Okay? Well, 
part and parcel of having a business, part and parcel, whether it's per, business, service, product, personal, city, destination, don't care. You need to differentiate. You need to brand. That, I could talk about a lot of different things, but it's an important point that I just think is that people just get that, then they, that will help them avoid a lot of stupid mistakes and stay on the, on the right path. Love the insight. Um, love, lo I, I think you're, that one thing that's really true is that you said, as long as there's people, there's going to be the brand. So it's not just a trend. This is like, hey, you got to do this, you know, jump on the bandwagon. I feel like this is a, it is long term and these, it's not going away. You said earlier, Coca Cola, you know, their logo has been around 100, you know, 100 and something years. Um, so yeah, so these, this is a forever game. Um, so we're so, so a couple things. One is that you know you put out a like I said LinkedIn. You put out a ton of great content. You share a lot of great things. Um, tons of tidbits. Your YouTube for anyone who's tuning in, definitely find uh, David on on his YouTube channel. Um, you got some great videos out there that um, are nice quick, easy, digestible videos, so you can kind of get a ton of info in a short period of time. Um, again, the book. Uh, check that out and I'll put links to everything so folks can find it. But where, so I'd love for you just to, as we, you know, close this out, folks tuning in to say, man, this guy is legit because you are, and they want to learn more. I'd like, you know, is there certain markets you work with certain sizes of groups or whatever those, I don't want to, you know, a bunch of people hitting you up that are, you know, maybe it shouldn't be, but um, I'd love for the folks tuning in to say, you know, Hey, this is, this is who, if you're, if you're this person and you're listening, reach out to David. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I mean, first, first answer your question. I mean, definitely your guy totally invited to come to rising above the noise.com R I S I N G rising above the noise.com. That's where you there's, there's over about 250 articles, tons of tons of reference points, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's an unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's all stuff that I I've written them. I've curated them. I, you know, there, there are examples of brands that I've actually chosen the before and the after. It shows the transformations. That's the place I would definitely invite as well. There's a free ebook that you can get there as well. But in addition to that, um, the bottom line is, is I, I work with quite a wide variety of, of companies. The key thing is, is I all, always work with the CEO or founder or owner. Okay. I do not work with second or third tier because it's never proved successful. The, it's, I, don't, I don't need someone second guessing. Well, I think that so-and-so is looking at, no, no, no. I want to talk to who's got the original vision, who has the skin in the game. And if they, and if they have misconceptions and, and incorrect ideas, it's never going to filter down. So I help them by stripping away the trash, stripping away the false notions, stripping away the lack of ownership that they may, that they may have possibly. And, um, and I've worked with companies that I've worked with companies that have been, you know, in the beginning, you know, from startups to, to companies that are like 30 million and more. Um, I mean, and, and a perfect example, a client of mine, we just had lunch a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, a client of mine, I branded his previous company and it exploded. It literally doubled in sales four years in a row. Okay. Like four, like, and these, this is like large, large jumps. And he ends up selling it, becomes exceedingly and independently wealthy. And after five days of retirement, he calls me up. He goes, David, I can't stand it. He goes, he goes retirement is not for me. He goes, this is gross. And he goes, we got to have lunch. And so we have lunch. We sit down. 
Now, so this is a startup. Now, he has his own money, but the thing is, it's a startup. Okay. Well, eight and a half years later, it went from startup to a billion-dollar unicorn valuation. That's how much it's absolutely exploded. And they're the leader in this particular sector of technology. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that can happen. I mean, it's just always amazing. And it's always in very, the thing that I love is that I work in such different industries. I mean, I took a Napa Valley company, which was a young company. And the first year they tripled 300% their sales. And they, they made these amazing shortbread cookies. Like once you open the package, you devour them. After, and after eating theirs, everything else tasted like sandpaper. It was amazing what they did. Amazing product. First year was 300%. Second year was another 300. That's 900% growth in 24 months. It's just because of the rebrand. Totally, totally doing something that no one had ever done before in that space. And it's been done in B2B, B2C. I'll, I want to leave you and, and your listeners with one important thing. The notion of B2B and B2C is bullshit. Because you know what? There's a person at the end of the stick that's basically making the decision. They have different criteria if they're in a company. They have different criteria if they're making a personal choice. But the bottom line is, is well, B2, we're B2B specialists versus B2C specialists. Have you done better? It's like, you know what? I've done so many firsts, having done this for as long as I've done, I've done so many firsts. Those are the most exciting ones and the most exciting projects that I've never done something in that industry. So I have no preconceived ideas of what's possible. I have no, so, so I'm thinking in ways that very, people usually don't. And that's where the opportunities happen. So look, the bottom line is, is if someone is, is hungry and, they, and they're willing to put in the work and you know, they may be a startup phase, they may be a rebrand, they may be, they may be having a million, five million, 10 million in sales or whatever. The, that part isn't as important as are you truly hungry and do you know that something is, can be better? Something that's not really as good as it can be. Or maybe possibly you're, you realize we're doing something definitely wrong because everyone else is outpacing us or people now see us the way we used to be five years ago or 10 years ago and they have, they're clueless of what we're doing today. That's probably the worst scenario. You are losing more money every day when you have that kind of scenario, hands down. Every day, you're losing money. Stop losing money. It can be handled. I've done it so many times. It's ridiculous. So that kind of, I hope that that answers your question. Yeah, well, that was, I think, more than answered. And, and you, again, threw in a, so, such a wealth of information. So really appreciate that. So again, I'll drop all the links um, for, for you to find David uh, and, and definitely seek him out. There is, a, he's not kidding. Uh, there's a ton of information on his website. So check it out. Uh, David, thanks again for being uh, on the show. Thanks so, thanks so much for giving so much value and, and really uh, I hope the audience uh, does seek you out and, and really you have so much to give. So thanks again for being on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shyness is overrated. If you, if you think that, that I might be able to help you reach out, do not be shy. Trust me. It ain't going <laughs> to, in fact, and if you're feeling shy, buy my book. My book is Cured Shyness. That'll be the first resolution there. <laughs> All right, you heard it here, man. Reach out to him. Thanks again, ma'am. Absolutely. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to 5 for more information. I'll see you next week.